In the news recently, we've been hearing a lot about the alt-right, along with much concern over how to understand and react to the recent resurgence of white nationalism. But what does this have to do with Japan? And how does the alt-right view Japan? Why do they fetishize Japan racially, culturally, and even sexually? I'm Nicholas, and this is a Japan on the Record special student podcast. Hi, Nicholas. Hello, Professor. I understand you've been doing some research on the alt-right's views of Japan. Yes, much too much. This is new to me. So what is the relationship between Japan and the alt-right, and how does the alt-right view Japan? Well, the alt-right is uh, always considering uh, a new sort of alternative to the West. A lot of uh, more pessimistic factions of the alt-right view Japan as a true manifestation of what the West ought to be. But they seem to lack an understanding of how they place within it if they were ever to move there and and their capacity to do so. And also, uh, it really exemplifies a love affair with a traditional culture as they see it, a homogenous culture as they see it, and and one where they believe women to be the ideal wife that is something of a lost quantity in the West as they see it. Now, this is all very disturbing, and I want to unpack this uh, in more detail as we go, but before we do... I'm curious, you know, what is it that attracted you to this topic? Why did you want to why did you want to research the alt-right views of Japan? Well, for any topic, there needs to be interest. And what could be more interesting than extreme radicalism in a world where most people are living very normal, peaceful lives? I mean, to to analyze why on occasion people feel alienated or or develop reactionary views that we haven't really seen for for many decades this is an interesting new frontier for the study of sociology political science history you know things are things are changing in a radical way and it didn't really seem to me like many people understood what was going on and just to clarify we're not talking about a rise of nationalism within Japan there's been accusations of Japan becoming a neo-nationalist country even neo-militarist but we're not talking about that we're talking in, and instead we're talking about views held by members of the alt-right outside of Japan and the views they have of Japan oh yes so um, they they view Japan in a certain light that is incredibly attractive to them. Uh, just referring to that rise in nationalism, they view that as a positive sign that Japan is becoming prepared for their arrival or or perhaps they're going uh, down the right path. But aside from that, they, they view Japan as a whole as being the potential for, or or maybe the model for their own countries. And if they don't believe their own country can really go that that way, then they view Japan as an alternative. All right, so let's unpack these views the alt-right holds of Japan. Are there individual ideas in particular that they see Japan as embodying? Yes, so let's start with the main focus of alt-right fascination in Japan, which is the uh, racial politics. As we've uh, you know come to know, uh, Japan does engage in this messaging that they are a racially homogenized nation. And of course, this will appeal to, you know, maybe not exclusively white nationalists, but definitely people who are interested in racial homogeneity. You know, there are there are minorities in Japan, but the, the way that they are dealt with, the oppressive 
uh, actions taken against them. This is all very much in the alt-right playbook. As you mentioned, we should clarify, of course, you know, Japan is much more multi-ethnic than the stereotype would hold to be true. But so you're saying the alt-right just kind of overlooks this and, and prefers to see Japan as homogenous? Many people are ignorant of the existence of Koreans and other ethnic minorities in Japan. It's just not the messaging that the mainstream Japanese media and, and politics demonstrate. But the alt-right are really evaluating their own countries in comparison to Japan. So, of course, uh, Japan may not be completely mono-ethnic, but compared to places like America, places in Europe, it's definitely a a huge disparity between the two. And so they see Japan as this almost fantasy situation of racial purity so that they wish they could have it in their own country? Well, not only that, I mean, they do they do respect and admire the conditions that already exist in Japan, but just the way that the Japanese politicians and, uh, and media really depict racial politics in Japan, that seems to be a model that they wish to ascribe to the West as well. Is it just that they want their own countries to look more like Japan, or are they even thinking of Japan as this utopia that they would like to move to? Right. So there is a a two-pronged reaction to Japan. Either alt-right personages imagine Japan as being a great model, and we should kind of import that sort of idea of racial homogeneity to their own countries. But some others are a little bit more pessimistic, and they have aspirations to move to Japan, even though, ironically, by doing so, they would be hypocrites in in diffusing what would be a culturally and ethnically homogenized nation. So basically, they would move there, and in doing so, they would basically render Japan heterogeneous. And and this is irony is lost on them, I I assume. Well, right. And I I don't think there is outside of the the signs of racial homogeneity. I don't know if the white nationalists or alt-right really respect all the intricacies of Japanese culture. They just see things that they would rather have imported selectively. But there is there is something to be said about the culture that they admire as well. However, focusing on the racial politics itself, that it seems to be the number one most admirable thing that, that the alt-right imagines about Japan. Now, speaking of culture, you know, we think of Japanese pop culture, and certainly it's very popular in the West. Uh, things like anime and manga. Are these also vehicles for some of this alt-right ideology? Well, there is very interesting uh, cartoon that had uh, been published, uh, an alt-right cartoon published by Murdoch, Murdoch, it's obviously not visible on YouTube. You have to go through alt-right circles to find it. Um, They recently published a video uh, depicting Japanese, or not Japanese, but a pan-Asian invasion of America. So in this cartoon, it's a sort of parody on Red Dawn, uh, where the the Asians effectively take over America. And a few things happen. So uh, when when the Asians invade, according to them, all of uh, you know African American media is burned, and there's there's an idea that the Chinese will burn that because they don't see any uh, value in that. Uh, additionally, there is the there is a moment where a comics a comic book owner thrown out of his establishment, and it is replaced by a, a manga store. And and the idea behind that is American comics, as they see it, and uh, they would use air quotes around that. American comics are just Jewish comics, and therefore uh, manga represents an authentic uh, national spirit, or or at least at least someone's national. spirit. What do they think of the show Man in the High Castle? Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle, uh, as they see it, uh, needs to be appreciated selectively because it's obviously not an alt right show. 
it's very clear that they have. Yeah, it's all about the resistance too. Yeah, it's all about the, the resistance, and and the there's no real symp- there's no sympathetic depiction of either the imperial Japanese or the Nazis, but they do like the aesthetic, uh, for sure. I mean, I mean, you know, like I I, I can I can look at uh, Japanese San Francisco and say, hey, that's uh, you know that's cool. Like manga and anime are revered for their intellectual superiority over Western cartoons. Uh, they seem to depict themes that appeal to the alt-right, maybe not intentionally, but definitely they are there. Anime like Jinro, The Wolf Brigade, where you have neo-fascist Japan from the perspective of a Japanese soldier. There's a sort of sense of violence and, I don't know, maturity that, that they, they appreciate in manga. And, and there, are, there are nationalist themes in, in anime and manga. Maybe uh, if you've ever seen uh, Attack on Titan, it's been accused of doing similar things. So obviously this will appeal to the alt-right. Uh, and also, internet culture has uh, alt right is mainly based on the, in the internet. Of course, anime and manga; those are all sort of obliquely connected to uh, to that sort of culture as well. And I understand it's not just this fascination with Japanese culture, but in some cases, even a fetishization or exoticization of Japanese women. Oh yes, of course, there is uh, the largest debate among the alt right, and it is the funniest thing to look at. Is uh, are you for or against having a, uh, an Asian girlfriend? It's the number one debate. You go on, on websites like Stormfront, every single forum post is, is it okay to have an Asian girlfriend? And, and obviously the side that is in favor of having Asian wives, they believe that Asian women, they have a uncorrupted womanly feminine spirit to them. They, they occupy a role as a housewife. They're very passive. They're not uppity like the feminist Western women that, uh, stereotypical, submissive, docile. Yeah. Yeah. Very, they're, they're looking for a sexual realism that still exists as they see it in, in Japan. Where, where sexism is just the natural state of, of being. But again, this seems hypocritical as well. If, if, as I understand, you know, this kind of white nationalism would also lend itself to a kind of white supremacism that would say miscegenation, mm-hmm. as you know, might be called in previous generations, would be frowned upon. Yeah, well, miscegenation, uh, an interesting term has come about, uh, you know, what is the product of these white and, and Asian marriages? Is a, there's a fetishization of hapas. So, you know, there's define that term. A hapa, a hapa is a, a half Japanese or half Asian, half white uh, person. And effectively, there is a spectrum, right? So there are people who say, oh, like dating, dating and marrying Asians is fine because they, they have certain white qualities to them, a sort of honorary status as being white enough. Uh, but then there are others in the spectrum who suggest that there are no, there is no sort of miscegenation. It must remain pure. And then there's an interesting middle ground where it's like, okay, only happens. So maybe a fourth is okay. It's really, it's kind of inconsistent and it's always up for debate. But it seems like this fetishization is coming more from the idea that Japanese women are docile. They're going to take care of you. They're going to basically serve you. And instead of, you know, a more emancipated woman, that you might have in the West. I remember from from a few years ago even, there was a number of what I think we may at that time just called conservative white pundits who became very popular in the Japanese press. Uh, I'm thinking of Tony Morano, or Tony Morano, known as the, the Texas Daddy, gets put into Japanese Japanese papers some every once in a while. There's all these books talking, you know, kind of defending Japan from the American perspective, and they seem there seems to be these kind of white conservative celebrities that 
gain fame simply for defending Japan. Is this related at all to what's happening now with the alt-right? Well, within the alt-right, the, the most interaction they can really get with Western media is the Western media basically chastising them on national television and making them into clowns. But in relation to how the Japanese media has covered the alt-right and where they look for guidance from the alt-right is there's an interesting interview. A Japanese reporter interviews Jared Taylor, notable, what he wouldn't call a white supremacist or a white nationalist, but he calls himself a race realist, um, goes on uh, Japanese television to discuss Trump. And now so the Japanese are looking to the most maybe not the most radical, but radical elements of American politics to, to talk about Trump. And there's a huge... Not to suggest that Trump is alt-right per se, but uh, there is a looking to Trump and American politics at large regarding race that comes to, how would I describe this? Basically, reassuring the Japanese people that racial homogeny is good and, ja and America is having so much trouble with race politics at the moment. So they look to race realists like Jared Taylor to reaffirm that sort of priority. In the last few weeks, in fact, the... The Abe administration has announced that they are going to bring in new, bring in more low-skilled immigrants, change some of the immigration policy. And so you said that this Jared Taylor figure was interviewed by the Japanese media, and the Japanese media is looking to the alt-right for guidance. Do we see any indication that they're having an impact at the political level? Well, according to uh, recent developments, there does seem to be a push to allow more immigrants in just because of the realities of the birth rates in Japan and also the the general the general lowering population and aging population demographic crisis but uh, they see the the alt right views this uh, push to allow more immigrants in Japan is just another means of basically uh, multinational interests to corrupt Japan in the same way that their own countries were corrupted so they they, they have a very defensive uh, view of Japan when it when it when it comes to this issue in particular, especially the idea that uh, the alt right is very obsessed with birth rates. But uh, when it comes to when it comes to how you know alt right people when they consider immigration on a whole, they think that the birth rate problem isn't an issue for Japan so long as they raise their birth rates. It's all about raising their birth rates through organic organic means of just having marriages earlier and they should they they're petitioning the government to incentivize marriages which they are uh, so it's not that the alt-right influences japan but it definitely reaffirms a sort of japanese politics that you know is in agreement with the alt-right on this case well this is all very disturbing i agree. i just see i just see this fascination of the alt-right with japan as just another instance of a largely ridiculous political atmosphere that we've created um totally unnecessarily. Well, I'm constantly reviewing why the alt-right and a lot of people in our society is feeling alienated, ironically, because we live in very prosperous times with the greatest amount of technology available to us. It just seems like we're living in a very dispassionate, disconnected age, and people are grasping at whatever they can to make sense of the world now. I, I don't know how we're going to really complete this project of civility or, or you know, try and maintain our hold on what our, our society really means anymore because no one is really fighting for that anymore. I'm Tristan Grunow, and this has been Japan on the Record, the podcast where scholars and academics 
bring their expertise to bear on issues in the news. Japan on the Record is hosted and produced by Tristan Grunel at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, BC. Thank you for listening. <laughs>